I want you to think about the last gift you've been given. All right, now don't, don't try to get like all Sunday school, like the, literally the last gift you've been given. Think about the last gift somebody gave you. Would you like to hear about mine? It was this morning. It was Nora Vickery. Nora Vickery gave me, right now she's freaking out because she has no idea what I'm getting ready to say. So uh, sometimes on Sunday morning, things don't go well with tech stuff. And we try to do the live stream and we try to do the, you know, the sound and the, and sometimes it just doesn't go well. Well, this morning was one of those mornings. It was not going well. And of course, the young lady that normally does our live stream couldn't be here today. And so guess who was doing it? Dwayne. And Dwayne was freaking out because <laughs> it wasn't working. And I like things to work. Anybody like that? You like things to work. You just want things to go like they're supposed to go. And so I'm standing right up here and I'm trying to get things to go and I, it's not going. And Donna's going, she's like, fasting and praying over me because I'm freaking out. And Nora Vickery comes around and she just smiles and says, hey. And I'm, I just needed that gift that morning. You see what I'm saying? So I want you to think about the last gift you were given. Thank you, Nora. All right, how about this? What's the most valuable gift you've ever been given? Ooh, see? Okay, now Jordan's getting all spiritual. I was thinking, mon you know, a monetary gift. Jordan's like salvation in heaven. That's pretty valuable. All right, maybe what's the most significant gift you've been given? Is the most significant gift you've ever been given always the most monetarily valuable gift? Usually, what makes a gift significant is not the gift, it's who gave it to you? I'd like to show you one. So I know this is hard for you to imagine, but I used to be 12 years old. I know, it's weird. So my grandfather gave me this at 12 years old. It's a case founder's knife, and it's pretty cool. And you can tell that it's kind of been beaten up a little bit. Uh, this, if you, you can still buy these. Uh, if you wanted to go buy one, it'd cost you a couple hundred bucks. But there's not enough money represented in this room to buy this one because my grandfather's gone. And he gave it to me, and this had his hands on it. It's significant to me. What usually makes a gift significant is, has very little to do with the value of it. It's who gave it to you. Today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts, God, gifts God gives you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this series has really all been about the, the book of 1 Corinthians, and we've been unpacking it, and, and uh, today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts, and some of it's going to be a little heavy, um, but I, I want you to hang with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6 says, God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Look at somebody and say, all of us. All of us. Here's the thought that I want you to hang on to for the next few moments. God gives divine gifts to you so he can bless others through you. God gives divine gifts to you so he can bless others through you. So today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. Why we're given spiritual gifts. Why God bothers to, you know, I, sometimes I ask myself this question. God, you could do this a lot better than we can. You could show up and preach the sermon and sing the song much better than we could. You could... Take care of the nursery much better than we can. 
You could go out into our community and serve others much better than we can. But he chooses to use broken, flawed individuals like me and you to do his work. And in order to do his work, how many know we have to have his strength and his gift? And that's what spiritual gifts are all about. So I'm going to give you a, a definition for what spiritual gifts are. Here you go. Spiritual gifts are gracious, God-given abilities that lead to supernatural results. Gracious, God-given abilities that lead to supernatural results. Let's, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Gracious. Gracious gifts. In other words, you didn't earn them, and quite frankly, we don't deserve them. Am I right? You didn't earn them. And so before we start flexing our spiritual mu muscles about some gift that God has given you, let's remember you didn't earn that gift. You don't deserve that gift. God has graciously given you that gift. The second part of that definition says they're God-given. We've got to remember where your gifts come from. You know, we like to think that somehow we've just born gifted and born talented and born equipped and born qualified. And the truth of the matter is, if you've got something good in you, it came from God. If you have a talent, if you have abilities, if you have giftings, they came from God. In fact, James tells us that every good gift comes from the Father of lights. So before you start flexing your spiritual or physical muscles about how good you are at something, let's just remember, it came from God. Well, no, I, I studied and I learned how to do this. Okay, well, who gave you the breath? Who gave you the intellect? Who gave you the cognitive ability to, to solve for X? That was God. That was a gift of God. God-given gracious abilities. Let's look at that word abilities. Um, I, I'm thinking that that means you ought to do something with them. Is that right? If, it, if it's a God-given ability, should you do something with it or them? And the answer, obviously, is yes. So I would like to show you um, a gift that I was given. My son Mikey gave me this pocket knife. It's a Kershaw. It's very nice. I it's, it's, yeah, this is one of the nicer pocket knives I've ever been given. And I've had a bunch over my life. And, this is, and, and here's something that drives Mikey crazy. Do you know why? Because he gave me this, and I never carry it. It stays on my shelf. This is the first time it's left my house in years because when your kid gives you something, you want to hang on to it. Am I right? And he's like, Dad, I gave you that for you to carry it. I know you did. But one day, Harbor's going to give you something you're going to put on your shelf, and you're never going to leave. And so I got to thinking about that this week, and I'm like, I wonder if that's how God is. When he blesses us with talent and ability and God-given ability, and we just... Put it on our shelf and never use it. Never use it for what it's been intended to use. And so I, I called Mike and I'm like, I'm going to talk to you, talk to the church uh, as an illustration about the knife that you gave me that I never carry. And he was like, well, you're going to have to start carrying it then. <laughs> so I guess I have to start carrying it then. So we'll put it in my pocket. God wants you to use those gifts he's given you. Maybe God's given you supernatural abilities to teach. Then you need to teach. Maybe God's given you the supernatural ability to have faith. Then you need to be praying for people. God might have given you the supernatural ability to be able to converse and communicate 
with others, maybe over a, a, a cup of coffee or lunch day, then you, then you need to do that. Might, God might have given you the ability to sing. Well, guess what? Honey, let it rip. Sing. Come on, y'all. I, I, what, I, what I really genuinely hope happens is that we recognize over the next few moments that all of us have been gifted supernaturally by God to do something. One of the biggest challenges the church is facing, not, and, and by church, I mean big, big, C, big C church. Huh? Big C church. Is we've become... Especially in Western North America, we've become a church of consumers. Let's, all right, I'm going to show up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consume the song and I'm going to consume the sermon and I'm going to consume the Mexican food after church is over with. And see, I don't, I don't think that's the way the church was ever intended to work. I think God wants us to show up and contribute. And that's what we're going to talk about today. He said, I give you these supernatural, God-given, gracious abilities, and they're going to, there's going to be supernatural results attached to them. And oftentimes what we want to do is we want to, we want to think, well, you know, uh, I, I feel like God's given me the, uh, the gift to share my faith. And maybe you share your faith with someone. This has happened to me more than one time. And it just blows up in your face. You know, somebody laughs at you. Somebody just like, get out of here with that. Somebody's just, you know, not interested at all in what you have to say. And you're like, well, that was, a, that, that was an epic fail. No. See, the results are not up to you. The results are in the hands of the God that gave you your gift. Here's what your re responsibility is when God gives you a gift. It's to use it obediently and then leave the results up to God. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about this truth today, is that spiritual gifts are for today. Spiritual gifts are for today. And to do that, we're going to look at nine gifts of the Spirit that are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, since we've been going through 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And here's what I want to make sure you understand, that you hear me. We're going to talk about nine of them, but I, this is not a comprehensive list. All right, there, there, there are lots of gifts that won't fall within this, this list. We're going to talk about this list because we're going through 1 Corinthians and, and, and this, is, this is where we're at, but I, I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. This is not the only gifts. This are not, these are not the only spiritual gifts. In fact, here's a shameless plug for Growth Track. If you come to Growth Track, we'll give you a, an inventory and it'll help you learn what some of your spiritual gifts are. You might find out that, you're, that the ability that you have to work with your hands is a spiritual gift. You might find out that the ability you have for administration and organization, any, anybody much better at that than me because I'm not that good? Just an organizer. That's a spiritual gift. Every good and perfect gift comes down from God. So there's your shameless plug for growth track. So if you haven't been, you need to go. So we're going to look at, at, at uh, nine gifts. These gifts are called, um, if, if you go to Bible college, they'll teach you that these are called the charismata gifts. That's where we get our... Our, our, our phrase charismatic um, and so we're going to look at these and I want to make sure that you hear this and hear this well from me today these gifts are for today uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 
You can read along on the screen behind me. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. We're going to come back to that one in a minute. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. If you're reading King James, it says word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. If you're reading King James, it says word of knowledge. And you might, you might ask, and people have asked me before, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? And there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is when you know a thing. Wisdom is to know what to do with it. Knowledge is having some knowledge. Now, what do you do with it? That's wisdom. The same Spirit gives great faith. Let me know that, that there are people who are supernaturally gifted with the gift of faith to one another. Uh, excuse me, to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives a gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles uh, and another the ability to prophesy. Somebody says, What's, what, is, what is prophesy? And, you know, we have this idea that prophecy is always about foretelling future events. And, and, and I'm going to tell you that prophecy is much more than that. Anytime a, a pastor, a teacher, an individual, a layperson speaks, speaks with supernatural knowledge from God, that is, a, that, that is a word of prophecy. And it's important, by the way. Uh, we, ought to, we ought to always, uh, whether we're teaching a class or whether we're having a conversation with, with someone across a, a, a cup of coffee, we ought to always lean on the, the, the knowledge and the power and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to give us our words. Now, that doesn't mean... You know, I've, I've had this conversation with pastors, and I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm nobody to teach anybody anything when it comes to other pastors. I'm still learning, um, but, uh, you know, we want to use that as a, an excuse not to study, uh, that we're just, I'm just going to get up and say what God tells me to say. Well, you know, uh, God, the, that Bible that you're holding your hand says study to show yourself approved. And so what I believe we ought to do is we ought to fill ourselves full of the word of the Lord, prepare ourselves properly, and then allow, allow the Holy Spirit to to uh, give us words to say. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. This will help me clarify it. Have you ever had a conversation with someone? It was a spiritual conversation. And all of a sudden, just you, you were able to encourage somebody with words that, man, you didn't, you didn't plan on saying that, but, but God gave you words. Maybe God gave you a scripture you hadn't thought about in a long time. Has that ever happened to anybody? That, that's a word of prophecy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God. He does that especially with mamas. Anybody else have a mama that just knew you was up to no good? Yeah, 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 yeah. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. Say those three words, all these gifts. All these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And here's, I need to... To help you understand a little bit about who we are as a church over the next couple minutes. See, in the evangelical community, they're, they're basically, now this is, this is painting with a very broad brush. There are two, two types of churches, regardless of what the denominational affiliation is. There's two types of churches. The first type of church are called cessationists. And what a cessationist believe is that all of these gifts that I just read to you ceased when the last apostle died. Ceased. 
And what continuous believe is that these gifts are still in operation in the church today and will be until the day when Christ Jesus returns and we are surrounded around the throne of heaven. LifePoint Church is a continuation church. We believe that these gifts are still in operation in the church. We believe, and, and listen, if, if, if Donna, when she was you know, talking to you just a few minutes ago, she said, if you ever need a miracle, how many know that's a spiritual gift? And if, if you've ever experienced a, a, a miracle, then guess what? Those gifts are still in operation. And we believe that. We believe that God is still speaking to people and speaking through people. And, and thank God He is, y'all. Man, I, I've had these conversations with other pastors. And, and, and listen, you know, again, I'm nobody to teach anybody anything. I'm, uh, I'm still walking through and learning, and God's still molding and shaping me. But I, I, I can't understand how you could do this job and think that God doesn't still speak to people. Um, I... I'm convinced that the Spirit of God is still at work in the church today. Amen? Amen? Um, in fact, and uh, there's this passage in Acts chapter 2, the 38th and 39th verse, where Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's, here's the part I want you to see. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Yeah. The, the other thing, Paul wrote this letter to the church. If, if, the, if spiritual gifts weren't for the church, why did he write a letter to the church? Does that make sense? You, you with me? My wife is with me. Hallelujah. I can go anywhere as long as she's with me. So, you know, and, and I know that, you know, in our church, we have a lot of different denominational backgrounds and affiliations, and, and, and I get it, and, and that's one of the things Growth Track's all about, that, that kind of um, explains wh why we landed where we land. Um, and so, man, if you have any questions about that, um, I, I just, I just, challenge you to have an open mind go to growth track go and and, and you know we'll we'll try to explain where, why we landed where we land um i just genuinely y'all i don't want somebody said do i have to have the holy spirit to go to heaven you got to have the holy spirit to go to walmart <laughs> right um and, and so i, I want to try to just i, I want to make sure you understand where i'm coming from this morning I, i'm now that we're talking about spiritual gifts, I'm not just talking about those nine that we talked about. I, I, I'm, again, we're painting with a little bit broader brush uh, because I, I believe that, you know, you can, there are other passages all through the New Testament where, where Paul talks about different spiritual gifts, different spiritual offices, and, and we don't have time, to obviously, to break that down. So I, I want you to understand that if, I'm, I'm going to say it again, if, God gave, if you have a special ability that sets you apart, God gave it to you. So the first thing I want you to understand, write this down, and I tried to, I tried to find a cool, uh, more theological, educated way to say this, but I, this, maybe this will just, best way I know how to say it. Spiritual gifts aren't just for the super Christian. See, I used to believe that when I first gave my heart to the Lord, that 
that people that, that God was using to do supernatural things, to do effective things in God's church, uh, had to be you know, walking on a different plane than everybody else. And I'm going to tell you that that's just not true. In fact, if you've been with us this whole time, the first part of this same book, Paul is like, you guys have lost your mind. And, and I wonder, has God ever had to say that to you? What are you thinking? Okay, just me. Okay, great. <clears throat> there are those moments when we feel like, all right, I, I just don't measure up with, man, I see Don up here singing her sweet songs. She's playing her piano. There's just a halo. I could never be what she is. Listen, stop. God's gifted you. And what the enemy wants to convince you of is that you're somehow disqualified from being effective in the kingdom of God because of your past. That is a lie. That is a big lie. That might be one of the biggest lies hell's telling you. In fact, it may be your past that qualifies you to do the work that God's going to call you to. So don't let the enemy rob you of what God wants to accomplish through you because Honestly, it's not about you to begin with. And if you had to be qualified, look around the room. No, none of us are qualified. In fact, we're, all of our righteousness is as a filthy rag. The only reason God gifts us are because they're gracious gifts. We don't deserve them. We didn't earn them. But he chooses to use people just like you and me. The Corinthians were messed up. And, and Paul said, listen, God's going to use you to do some big things. And he did. Man, the Corinthians were, they built this church in the middle of one of the most godless cultures the earth's ever seen. And we're still talking about them today. So don't, don't, don't think that just because you, you haven't reached some spiritual plateau. See, that's another lie. There is a plateau. And we'll, we'll reach it when we stare Jesus face to face. But until then, everyone in this room, everyone on the planet that calls Christ Lord is a work in progress. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not where I used to be. Anybody else? Are you where you're supposed to be yet? No. no. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Don't you dare let the devil convince you that you don't belong in the church because of your past, because of your issues, because of whatever you're walking through right now, don't you dare. It's for you. It's for each of you. And God is gifting you to do something supernatural and effective in his kingdom. Yes. Got an amen from Danny Huff. <laughs> <clears throat> Write this down. You should remember where your gift comes from. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. Now, now there's two reasons we've got to figure, we got to remember that. Because, and, and you may have heard me say this before, there is very, how do I want to say this? All right. There is no arrogance as destructive as spiritual arrogance. Maybe you've seen it. 
You need to come be like me. You need to get as holy as I am. Get your stuff together like my stuff's together. Stop. Stop. Now, I believe we ought to serve as examples, right? We, we ought to try to live a life that sets an example for unbelievers, for those that are still walking. Absolutely. But the day we think we have somehow arrived and we are now the, the mark, there's one mark, and his name's Jesus. So let's remember where this comes from, where your gifting comes from, where your talent comes from. God is the source of your gifts. And there's another reason. Remember we said a little bit earlier, I, I said about my, my founder's knife. Here's the, here's the thing. It means so much to me because my grandfather gave it to me. Man, I never want to take, I never want to take God's gifting, God's talent, God's abilities for granted. I want to remember that everything, every good and perfect gift he gives you cost him the life of his son. And so when I remember, when I remember where, where a, the ability to do anything for God, it came from Him because He loves me. He's got a plan. Well, Dwayne, you, didn't, you, you, don't, you don't know my story. You don't know mine. You don't know, you don't know how, how I messed up. You should have been here at the first part of the year. We were going through the life of King David. And we're going to do a sermon series at the end of the summer about the life of King David. And here's the greatest. If God can use David to become a man after God's own heart, he can, he can work through your stuff. I promise. I promise you hadn't gone through the stuff that he went through. I promise you hadn't failed God like, God, like David failed him. So here's, here's what I want you to hear from me. And I, I put this out on a Facebook post a, a few days ago. But I want you to... Please hear this. Everybody, can I, can I take two fingers on your right hand, do, do them like this, and find your pulse on your left arm? You find it? If not if you found it. If you didn't, call 911. <laughs> Did you find it? If you've got a pulse, God's got a plan. If you've got a pulse... God's got a plan, and if God's got a plan, you have a purpose. If you've got a pulse, God has a plan, and if God has a plan, you've got a purpose. You don't know my past, but He does, and He wants to use you in spite of it and because of it. Amen? All right, this next one, I don't have a, I don't have a, a verse for this next fill-in. And maybe that's just because it's a, maybe I just wanted to say it. Spiritual gifts aren't given for the purpose of making you look good. I don't care how good you can sing, how good you can preach, how good you can do whatever it is that you do. It's, it's not about you. And we get, we get, we get messed up sometimes when we, when we attach the effectiveness and the anointing and the goodness of God on a personality. It's simply, you know, I, I, uh, I have a good friend. I, I'm, I might have told this story. I don't know. I forget what I've told and I hadn't. So y'all just, if you've heard it, go, yeah, okay, just nod and love me anyway. 
I have a good friend that, that worked on staff at one of the largest churches in, in North Georgia. And he would tell me how people would walk in and find out that the senior pastor wasn't preaching that particular Sunday and turn around and leave. After they'd already walked into the building. And see, that's, we, we attach too much of, of, uh, of this. Uh, we attach too much of the way we do church to a personality. And that's crashing and burning, y'all. Don, I've been watching this documentary on TV. If you're interested, I'll tell you later. I'm not going to tell you now. God's not going to share his glory with anybody. It's not about a personality. It's not about you looking good. It's about you and I. Here's your next fill-in. Spiritual gifts are given to exalt Jesus. The reason we unlock that door is to lift high the matchless, mighty name of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 12 and 3 says, So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's job to exalt Christ. Jesus said in John chapter 15, I didn't give that, that one to you, but it says, I'll send you the advocate, the Spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father, and he will testify all about me. See, when, when God gives you a gift, it's not to make you look good, it's to make Jesus look good. It's to exalt the name of Christ. It's to, it's to further. I have a friend that says it like this. Our job is to make Jesus famous. So spiritual gifts are given to exalt Jesus. And, 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 and you know, it's, it's so tempting when, you know, I look at some of these guys that, that play up here. You know, I, I, was, I was listening to Scott playing that electric guitar this morning, and I'm thinking, I know about four chords. And he's just dancing on it, and I'm like, hmm, man, that's, it sounds good. It's worship. I love it. I wish I could do that. And, and here's, here's what we've got to remember. Every bit of that, all of that is a, is a gift that God has given us to lift high in the name of Jesus. It's not so we can go, hey, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. It's not what it's. It's to make Jesus famous. So spiritual gifts are given for really two reasons. Number one, to exalt Jesus. And number two, spiritual gifts are given to edify the church. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. I was having a conversation about, uh, with, with some pastor friends of mine about COVID and how frustrating it was to preach to empty rooms. And I've told you about it. It was, it was awful. I'm glad we were able to do it. And given the same circumstances, we'd, we'd, we'd do it again. But it's, because here's what I'm learning, and, and this is kind of self-defeating, The real powerful part of this experience isn't really, I mean, it's powerful when we worship God, and that is, that is powerful. And it's powerful when we break apart the Word of God and, and learn and, and study together. It's powerful. But the most powerful thing that happens in this room is community. 
It's when we lock arms and learn together and love together and help each other. It's when you see somebody having a bad day because his live stream's not working and you just smile and say hello. See, that's not just you being a nice person. That's not just you helping somebody. That's God gifting you to build up somebody in the church. You can do that with a smile. You can do that with a hello. And you can do that with a, with a good Christian side hug. <laughs> See, I, I believe that there are two institutions on the earth that embody the kingdom of God on the earth. The first ones are marriages. You know that, that, that Christ compared the kingdom of God to a marriage as much or more than anything else. But the second embodiment of the kingdom of God is the church. And, and, and here's the truth. Man, the church, has, the church has taken some lumps over the last few years. Some of it we deserved. All right, I'm not going to, you know, we've, we've done some goofy things. What would happen? I read, a, I read an article not, not too long ago that said 42% of pastors were ready to walk away. What would happen right now if four out of ten churches just dropped off the face of the earth? What kind of world would we live in? God, for reasons you and I can't explain because we're not him. His thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. God has assembled a, a people broken, flawed human beings and tasked them with delivering the most powerful message this world has ever, the world's ever known. Of course hell's going to fight that. Here's, here's the thing. God's gifted you to be a part of that. God's gifted you to receive those gifts from God. And I, don't, I, I, I can't tell you what, what your giftings are. I, you know, if I spend a little time with you, I bet I can get close. But God's, God's calling you to use those gifts. To build up the church, not this building. To build up the body, to build up the people of God. Now you may do that through something you do here in this building. Or on the other building. You may do that across a, a, a table at, at lunch. You may do that in somebody's living room. But I promise you, God's called you and equipped you to do the work of the church. In fact... The church is the only place. And by the church, please don't think I'm, I'm, I'm limiting your ability to, to this campus. Because that's not what I'm talking. When I say the church, I'm talking about the people of God. All right? And now, do I want you to work here? Yes. Some of y'all got a, almost got a phone call this morning because we needed some help. I'm talking about God using you to exalt Jesus and edify. That word edify means to build up. Build up somebody else. 
I've heard people say, I, I, want, God to, I want God to gift me. I'm going I'm to tell you how to, how to get that. I'm going to tell you how to, uh, how to receive spiritual gifts from God. You do three things. Actually, it's really just one thing. Donna, come on. You're going to make it your life's go, goal to magnify Jesus, to build up the church, and to help other people. What if that's your life's goal? Magnify Jesus. Make Jesus famous. Build up the church, the body of Christ, and to help somebody else. What kind of world would we live in if all of us, in, just in this room, my life's goal, it, and I think this is in order, by the way, to first of all magnify Jesus, to lift God high with every part of my life, that if there's things in my life that He wants me to do, I will do them. If there's things in my life He wants me to stop doing, I'm going to stop doing them. I'm going to magnify Jesus with my life. I'm going to use the talents and abilities that he's given me. That he's given no one else, by the way. Nobody can do what you can do. God's placed a unique and special gift in you. I'm going to use the old Pentecostal word. An anointing to do what only you can do. You're unique in the body of Christ. There's not another one just like you. And the church needs you. let the enemy convince you otherwise. I'm telling you that God needs you. God wants you. The church needs you. And to help other people. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes with me. So I want to pray for you in a couple different ways today before we leave on this beautiful Memorial Day weekend. First of all, if, if you're in the room and you'd say, Dwayne, I'm, uh, I, I hear you, but I'm really not in a place where God could use me because I don't really know him. Just, just give me 45 seconds to tell you that if you're not walking with the creator if you're not following Jesus with your life why why would you not man he's done everything and so I would challenge you that today you just in your own way you would confess your belief in Christ and what he's done Maybe there's some things in your life that, that you've done wrong and you're going to confess those to Him and turn away from them. The Bible calls that repentance. And you could commit the rest of your life to following Christ Jesus. That's what, that's what becoming a Christian is all about, by the way. Belief, repentance, and following Christ. Or maybe you're here and you say, Dwayne, I'm just not sure that that God can use me. I'm not sure I have any of these gifts you talked about. Well, that's a lie. 
there's not another soul on this planet just like you. And God wants to use you. So if you're if you're kind of hanging out, just spinning your wheels, and you, you maybe maybe the best way I could describe this is maybe maybe you're you're looking at the church thing and the and the Christian thing, and and you're kind of in you're kind of in the crowd, but God wants you on the field. Maybe you're in the in in the bleachers, but God wants you on the field. Say, Dwayne, maybe it's, maybe it's time I get on the field. I don't know, really know what that looks like. But uh, I, I want to be on the field. Well, I, I think today would be a great day for you to talk to God about that. God, I, maybe your prayer ought to look something like this. Lord, I don't know what you want me to do, but the answer is yes. I don't know where you want me to serve, but the answer is yes. I don't, I don't know where you want me to go. I don't know where, who you want me to help. But the answer is yes, I will follow you and do and be obedient to whatever you call me to do. Maybe that's you. I'm going to pray for you today. Because you've got a pulse. God's got a plan. God's got a plan. You've got a purpose. Let's bow your heads and pray with me. Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that even though we don't understand your ways, you've chosen to use us, broken, flawed humans, <laughs> to exalt Jesus and to build the church. So, God, we say yes. We'll go where you want us to go, and we'll do what you want us to do. We'll serve you in obedience. And God, for those that, that might be asking, God, what is it that you want me to do? Holy Spirit, just, uh, just as, as you do, would you just speak words of direction and wisdom into someone's life this morning? Someone that feels unqualified, God, would you let, let them know that you qualify those that you call, that you equip those that are unequipped maybe somebody believes because of their age they can't be effective but God God just speak to someone and let them know that yes 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 you can maybe someone believes because of their path and their past they can't do the things that you call them to do God I, I believe you're going to speak to the hearts of men and women even in this moment I just feel like you hear somebody and you just feel like you're just going through the motions. Just, just please hear what I, what I believe the Spirit of the Lord would have you hear, that God's got an incredible gift for you and an, an incredible purpose for you and an incredible thing for you to do. If you just surrender to Him, that God would use you to do incredible supernatural things. And as a pastor, I'd love to tell you exactly what that is, but I, I just believe the Holy Spirit's going to speak to your heart this morning. And I just, I just sense that so strongly that God is just speaking to someone this morning about, and maybe you've laid some, some things down. God, God may be calling you to pick those things up again. 
use them for God's kingdom. I love you, Jesus. just uh, in a way to end this service Don's going to lead us in that chorus I want you to sing aloud Spirit of God fall fresh come on sing this as a prayer fall fresh on us we need your come on I challenge you if you're singing this as a prayer I want you to lift your hands toward heaven just receive from the Lord your will be done stand your feet all across this room stretch your hands toward heaven receive from the Lord fall fresh more time as a prayer Spirit of God Spirit of God fall fresh on us oh God we need you today be in order to offer God an ovation of praise for his goodness. Yes. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy Memorial Day. Hey, remember today, there's a reason you're getting a three-day weekend. All right? Don't forget that. God bless you. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome Memorial Day weekend. We love you. See you Wednesday night.